Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name, his bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions, playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. Thank you so much for tuning in to Defining Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. On Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes, iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube so you can see the video edition. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today, every day, because someone is always rooting you on. What is it like teaching at a middle school? Meeting parents, teachers, students that you adore, and then getting kicked out of that middle school as a teacher. My name is Wong Lam, your host of the Finding Moments podcast. Today's special guest is Anthony Crawford Jr. He actually takes you through what it's like befriending teachers, students, and parents and getting kicked out of that middle school. My name is Margie Lamb, the producer and editor of Defining Moments podcast. In this episode, you'll get to hear from the man behind Black Film Festival coming up in Oklahoma City in December. His journey takes you through his life and his passion for Dope Poetry Night leading up to the Black Film Festival. Anthony, thank you so much for taking your time to come onto the podcast to share your story. It needs to be heard. It needs to be spread. You've got a good message. You've got a positive vibe. Keep believing in yourself. We're rooting you on. Appreciate you, man. Welcome back to the Finding Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's special guest is a ninth grade English teacher, Millwood High School, an author, a poet, the host of Dope Poetry Night. I feel an accomplished, my man, Anthony Crawford <laughs> Jr. Welcome to the podcast, my brother. Hey, what's going on with you, Frank? Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, this man. This is awesome. Really yeah. Awesome. Do you remember how we connected? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you, you hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey man, I appreciate the energy, you know. You know, we connected through uh social media and then we met up at the Icy Event Center 
And it was love ever since then, brother. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. I, I love your post. I read through them. I, well, I guess in 2019, we would say I trolled your <laughs> post on Instagram, on yeah. Twitter. And I just felt like, man, you got good energy. You're, Thanks, you're empowering the children, the youth, the future Thank leaders. And you. so I really appreciate that about appreciate you, man. That, yeah. Man. Thank you. Before we take a dive into this podcast, my wife and I picked out this for you. Don't read it out loud. This is just for you. There's a quote, and then there's a little something we wrote for you, man. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Thank you for this. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So, how are you doing today? And then, more importantly, this is a question you might ask me. How are you doing mentally? Hmm. <laughs> oh. uh, today, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm feeling grateful uh, because I know life is, you know, inspiring in my favor and I know things are just working out. Uh, mentally, though, I'm all over the place, man. You yeah. know you know how a computer can have like 10 tabs going on mm-hmm. at once. That's where I'm at right now. But uh, everything is coming together. You know, it's, you know, the fall is coming. You know, yeah. I look at the fall season as a chance for uh, things to fall into place. I like it. You know what I mean? Things got to fall apart to fall into place. So. You know, that goes with our emotions, our you know, our mentalities, our like us physically. So that's the season that I feel like I'm in right now. So Man. And, and school just started. Yeah. So how's yeah. that adjustment going from uh, summer to to uh classroom again? Uh, I'm having fun. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's 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 sec- like teaching is like second nature for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, um I think um my book getting edited and me getting um that constructive criticism really elevated me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when I learned, like, oh, yeah, I'm not afraid to take no type of feedback, constructive criticism. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Because mm. I'm not afraid to have that, you know, to go there to elevate myself through that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's why teaching is like, I like I can come up with a lesson on the spot. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love like it. it, man. I love it. In the summertime, what do you do on your downtime when you're not teaching? Man, uh, these last couple of summers, I had to teach. Um because of the situation I fell in financially. Mm-hmm. So, man, I was teaching during the summer, you know, reaching out to the kids, you know, uh, you know, doing doing other things on the side to get, you know, my bills paid, get the life together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I have been working nonstop for the last, since I've been out of college. I was working in college. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like the grind don't stop. That's right, man. Because one of my favorite things I always tell the guests and I tell my friends, family is that there's no finish line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're that's just hard. like you just said, you, we keep grinding. And yeah. if there are obstacles, how do we overcome them? Yeah. That's why Nancy Hustle said it's a marathon. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, absolutely, man. So it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. What do you, who do you, who do you surround yourself with, man? What kind of people? Man, um, uh, honestly, man, I, I kind of spend a lot of time in solitude. Um, if I'm not around my immediate circle, mm-hmm. I, um, my, my, I got a uh, business partner, brother, frat brother named Drew. Uh, he's like he's an engineer, producer. You know, uh, I hang around him. We pledge together at Langston. Mm-hmm. I hang around him. Uh, we have artists that we like to be around. Get them some knowledge. Get them some game. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- those is like my immediate circle. Uh, I didn't added a few other people. Gregory from Poetry and Chill. Um, Glenn, Glenn, I've been on Glenn since uh, college as well, crunch time. Yeah. You know, I like to stay around people who elevate me. You know, I got yeah. a, uh, another frat brother who works at Langston. 
in the um in uh student affairs. Nice. Uh, so he's he's on this path of becoming a doctor. So I like to keep around people who who are doing things. You know, people who got passports. You know, yeah. Uh, my brother Willie Felder, Jalo, Slow P, like. You know, these these the people that I say, you know, let's go get the bag together. You know, I like <laughs> yeah. it, man. Let's go get the bag. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I know exactly yeah. what that means. Yeah. yeah, man. Come on now. Yeah, that's why I can, you know, we like you said, we can we can talk. We can have a conversation. I can be myself, man, and I appreciate that, man. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about passports. Yeah. I know you're not talking about going international. Yeah. What do you mean by passports? Um, like people if I if we if we, you know, we want we wanna we wanna go to internationally, you know, so yeah. I'm talking about actually passports though physically. Like, okay. You know, I have my passport. Jalo has his passport. Joe got his mm. passport. We all got passports. You know, we're trying to get our artist passports as well because yeah. uh, you know, we're trying to take it there. Okay. Yeah, so you so. are talking about the literal passport. Yeah. I was thinking everyone's got these passports, so there's the passports into life. Yeah. And so they're gonna take you places. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna take them places. Yeah. And together you guys are gonna do some I'm gonna take that now. I'm like, awesome to you. like I appreciate that. That's good content, bro. Yeah, man. Do well. <laughs> This is high-powered stuff, bro. Come on now. Thank you for that, man. Yeah, Thank you man. For that. You, you talk about you empower the youth. You yeah. empower the children. How do you empower them, man? Um, I just like to kind of teach them who they are through love. You know, um, okay. I'm one of those teachers that, like, if you ask me a question, I can't I can't help but give you the truth. I love you it, know man. what I mean? Like, when they say Crawford, you know, uh, you know, Will's College, you're like, uh, honestly, you know, uh, I cheated. I got, you know, I even got caught for plagiarizing before, you know, like, oh, man. I had a lot of fun socially, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, experimenting with drugs, you know, I give them the truth, and I tell yeah. them, like, you know, if you go into college, just know, like, if you, if you can't pay for it out of your pocket, you're going to be in debt. Mm. What is debt? Now, that brings the conversation, you know, because, you know, I like to talk about, even though I'm an English teacher, like, yeah. I try to implement societal issues within my lessons, like, yeah. hey, what is debt? Go ahead. Write about it. Let's talk about it. Wow. You know, so they, so I like to, for them to go into the situation knowing what life might be like when they graduate. Are right, you going to have to pay this back? How are you going to pay this back? Love it, man. You know, we got to give our, we got to give the youth, and this is my way of empowering them, giving them the truth and the knowledge they need to be suitable for the, for the society. Yeah. You know, so that's where I'm at with that, bro. Man, I like it. What a, what's one societal lesson or issue? that you taught and then what did you learn from it? And then where are some of the, what did the Ooh. kids learn from it? And this is heavy, man, this is heavy. Cause uh, we were talking about happiness. Okay. We talked about happiness and I asked them, what's happiness to you? You know, they, uh, you know, re reading their responses and you know, we had a discussion about it too. And I was mm -hmm. just like, whoa, this is, none of, none of you are happy. I probably had like two students in the classroom who was just like genuinely happy. And I could mm -hmm. tell through that, through the conversation I could tell how they act around school. They're always yeah. jolly, you know. But all these other students was like, "Yeah, I'm not happy right now." Like one student put, "I'm I'm de I'm depressed AF." I said, "What? Depressed AF? Whoa! Like, okay, like why? Like, let's talk about it. What's what's going on?" He was yeah. like, "Man, I don't want to talk about it right now in front of everybody." So I'm like, oh, I had to respect that. You know, that it, it sparked something in my mind. Like, like what's what what is keeping our children away from happiness? Yeah. Because, you know, suicide is high amongst the youngsters. Yep. So what is going on within these kids to the point we can't even reach out to them, to, you know, reach them and, like, teach them these things. These Like, to me, happiness is a choice. You know, happiness is free. Mm. You can be happy for free. Mm. How come you don't know that? How come you're not choosing that? Yeah. What are you choosing? Mm. You know, so 
You know, it was deep because I was, you know, I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm, I'm a crybaby, so I, yeah. I'll cry in a minute. Nothing wrong know? with that. So, that's all right. Yeah. So that's really, that really, really touched me. Really let me know, like, oh, I got, I got a job to do here. Like, yeah, man. You know, I'm supposed to teach this subject. I got to teach. I got to teach life. I have to. It's yeah. imperative. That, that is imperative, man. So you get in a deeper connection than just the classroom. Oh man, I'm depressed AF. Well, yeah. let me help you. Why are you depressed? How are we going to attack it? What are we going to do about yeah. it? Yeah. That's what that's energy I feel yeah. talking to you. Every time I when I see him, I'm handshaking. What's up? You need a hug? Come on. Let's see what's going on. Important. Yeah. Huge. A handshake, high five, hugs. You know, I I know back in the day probably when you went to school and I went to high school, it was kind of like, don't hug the teacher because it could just, yeah, but man, it's 2019 yeah. and dude, we, we hug it out every time, yeah, yeah. you know, we just hang out and then we just chat and man, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a confident man. I'm a confident man. And yeah, yeah. dude, if I'm comfortable hug with, comfortable in our skins, comfortable yeah. with our sexuality, with our preferences. Absolutely. You know, man. So, yeah. Yeah. So dope poetry night. Talk to me. No, you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> You talk to uh, me. Tell me, you host this dope poetry yeah. night. I see the Instagram posts. They look awesome. Thank I need to attend one, actually. Please come by, man. I will. I'm, and you know I'm going to show love, too, so okay. come by. But dope poetry yeah. night uh, back in 2016 is when I kind of got back into the poetry field, whatever you want to call it. You know, and I saw that, you know, there's no really, no one really pushing the poetry scene. So, you know, I just said, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. And I stepped out there because, the, you know, it was wide open. and um. You know, from there, Mark, uh, a good friend of mine, who was a mentor when I was in college, he yeah. uh, reached out to me about Dope Poetry Night. And I came on the first night, performed. Uh, you know, I had something going on that, that you know, I had probably engagement, so I had to leave right after. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, that following week, he called me. He was like, hey, man, I need you and Jay Wiggins to host Dope Poetry Night mm. every Wednesday night. I said, um, I, I ain't never really host a show before. Well, I have back in college, but this is a whole different level. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. He was like, man, just, I got you. Just come. So, man, then we had a good crowd. Like, that, you know, the, my first time hosting that uh, night. And I'm like, you know, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this. And then um, from there, you know, a lot of things, you know, grew. You know, the community grew. Uh, people were like, you know, defining themselves. You know, mm. people started their own businesses through poetry. People f was, you know, creating their own groups. And, you know, you can see the whole poetry scene, like, take off. You like, whoa, mm. okay. You know, and, you know, a lot of people call me the p pioneer of the poetry scene out here, you know. It, yeah. And, it's, and it makes me feel good because it was just like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I, just, I just wanted to, like, share. I wanted to, like, put my stuff out there. Like, yeah. like I'm a real-life writer. Like, I, yeah. I really write. Yeah. Like, you know, so, you know, poetry kind of, it, it drew people to me. I like it, man. You know, so I, I had something to give people. You know, people really listen to my message about relationships, about God, about love, about mm. societal issues. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. So when people started listening, I said, I got to give them something to listen to. Yeah, I like it. I was drawn by your passion mm -hmm. on Instagram. And then some of those videos, I can hear your voice. And... Not never really met you in person at that time, but just hearing the voice, you can hear the passion. Yeah. And man, I totally dig that about Thank you. you for Thank sure, you. man. You. you talk about defining people in there. What are some of your defining moments that you like to share with our guests? Yeah. About you, your setbacks. How did you overcome them? What did you learn? Uh defining moment, graduating from college. 
that was uh you know they talked about like a lot of people like you know attempt or go through suicidal patterns when you know after college because they realize like whoa this is nothing what people society has taught me so I had to get over that like within like six months out of college you know and I was dealing with a heartbreak you know uh I was working at Walmart you know I was like mm. whoa 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 this where's where's the where's the uh, job where's the dope job where's all the money where's the white picket fence where's the wife where's all these things that they surprised me you know so mm. I realized then I said okay well I got to get out here and get it Ooh, this is going to be tough because I didn't learn how to get it. Mm. You know, all I knew was, uh, you know, you got to have a vision, you got to have a goal, you got to have a dream. So I remember, um, you know, I graduated in 2012 and 2013, I got a job. But, you know, a year into that job, I'm like, I'm already like, what you going to do? You going to do, you going to do this for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. So I had a real conversation with myself in 2014. All these are defining moments to me. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, uh, had a conversation with myself in 2014. I took myself out to eat. First time I took myself out on a, on a date. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, I had to okay. talk to myself like, what you want to do? Like, what you want to start? With? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be? Mm -hmm. You know. So I got into the motivational speaking, and then you know have uh, other other setbacks from um, you know I got into a, a domestic situation with a, with a woman. Um, put my hands on her. Uh, from there, uh, I got banned from a school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's funny if I tell you the school that I got banned from. Uh, we're going to save it to after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take this one off the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, um, I got banned from a school. And, you know, from there, I like I, I was petrified for my life. You know, I thought yeah. I was going to jail. You know, the lawyers is like, you're fine. What are you, what are you, what are you scared of? Mm -hmm. Like. He was the lawyers was actually trying to like help me develop a program for me to do what you know what I got banned for you know man I I just be honest you know we ain't gotta take this off I got banned from Millwood. Wow. <laughs> from, cool. you, so you got banned from the Millwood where you're teaching currently. Yeah, in 2014, uh, uh, a teacher uh, who who actually went to Langston, uh, who you know used to call me here. You know every time she saw me when I was there, was like, oh my baby, I I was over here when I was at Langston, who really wasn't. But mm -hmm. I was just, you know, didn't want to, you know, embarrass her in front of the kids. Uh, told told the principal that I was hazing the kids, and it's like, you know, when I so when I talked to my lawyers, um, they was telling me like, did you put your hand on these girls? I said no. Did you sexually touch these girls? No. Yeah. It's like, oh, then what's the problem? And then all the parents knew what I was doing. You know, the parents, you know, parents had my back. Like that's one mm -hmm. thing I love about Oklahoma. That you know, if if nobody got my back, I know the parents got my back. Yeah, man. You know, the parents have always been, you know, because they see, they see that I'm sincere. They see that I'm pure. They see that I'm righteous. They yeah. see that I got a, you know, a plan, an idea for their for they kid because some of them couldn't provide one for them. Mm. So I'm like, hey, youngster, like, you can go to college. You want to start your own business. What is it that you want to do? I can help you. But mm -hmm. you can't do nothing. Like, things aren't just going to keep get, being given to you. Yeah. Like, this is this is America. This is re this is the reality here in America. This is the, the societal issue that I struggle with. But... I understand that. Yeah. So what you want to do? So I take it there, man. I take it there with them. Wow. So, so from there, uh, going back to, you know, here we are in 2015. From there, uh, no no charges was pressed, even though the principal uh, was trying to get them to press charges on me. But like I said, the parents had my back. The community had my back. Um, that, but that principal just didn't want me to come back to Midwood, even though I went to the graduation that year and went to a couple of basketball games. So it was just like, 
You did all this for what? Yeah. Um, so 2015 comes around in April. My grandfather passed. Uh, that was the first time I, you know, see my pops cry. Uh, then, a, then a month later after that, um, one of the, my mentees dies in a car crash. Oh, I said, whoa. Then uh, I like kind of like lost my mind. Uh, and around this time, uh, I, you know, I was staying with you know t- two other roommates, and uh, me, and my, me and my other roommate had a fallout. Um, and I remember uh, when I tell you I lost my mind, it was just like I was just really, really wasn't there mentally. You know, uh, I remember I was going to work at eleven, uh, knowing that I had to be there at eight thirty. I was getting off at two, knowing I got off at five thirty, and uh, wow. I'll go home. The only reason I remember all this because my my roommates was were telling me like what I, what they saw me doing. Yeah, uh, they were saying that I would come home, I'd just you know be sitting down, either playing a video game or watching Disney movies all day, smoking weed. Wow. Yeah, just going through it, and then next thing you know, uh, we moved out of there. Uh, me and me and uh, one uh, me and, and another roommate who you know we was all all three of us was roommates at one place, and then me and uh, one of those roommates ended up. We went somewhere else, and um, while we was there, I remember like a month later, like I remember waking up like in the middle of the night, like, like, whoa, where am I? Like, when did we move here? Like, I don't remember. Like, my life was like a blur. Yeah, it was like such a blur, and I just like, I was still working at Eagle Ridge, but you know, they at that time, like, we had we had a different supervisor at this time. I'm like, they what happened to. Uh, Miss Felder, you know what I'm saying? Mm. What happened to my, the people who was working here? Like, they yeah. was, you know, I had I had a lot of write-ups. I was like, oh, shoot. I was about to get fired? Whoa. And that's when I started looking for another job. I said, oh, man, leadership new. They want me to just stay here in the office. They don't want me to go out into the field. They don't mm. want me to go be here with the kids. Like, yeah. I need to go somewhere else. You know, like, when I was getting my mind, matter of fact, I remember the night that I woke up, um, I think this is like like that that change in life. Well, really, wasn't. I got like two more. You got time? We got time. Oh, I'm gonna do it. Time is irrelevant <clears throat> right now, bro. I got you. Well, um, I remember that night that I woke up when I realized, like, huh, I'm in a whole new place. Like, I, I, I woke up drenched in sweat. Like, I was paranoid. I was coughing. I was like, you know, I was like, I like, I was, I was scared. Mm. And it felt, I felt a presence in my room. Yeah, but I felt, I felt that per, I felt like that presence had always been there, like been around me my whole life or something. Like it was, it was protecting, you know. Wow. So I was like, I wasn't, I, I was, I was, it was like I was scared, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know, like that in between feeling. Like I don't know how to feel about this, yeah. you know. So yeah. I remember getting up, taking off my shirt, you know, uh, uh, walking up, walking outside, looking around, like what, what, like what is going on? I'm looking yeah. at myself, like what has happened to me. Yeah. Like, like what what's going on? Right. And uh, I started looking at life differently. I started even reading even more, uh, watching videos, trying to learn, trying to learn what's going on, like in society. Because obviously, I was I was naive to all this, you know. Still thinking that you know there's one way to do this, one way to do everything. Still being simple minded to life, you know. Um, and then around that time, I started writing my book. I started writing Black Paint. Yeah. And then um, had a spiritual revelation. Uh, well, I gave it to my my editor. I, I wrote Black Paint in six months, and I gave it to my editor in the beginning of 2016. She had it for a whole year. She was like, she had to take her time with it because it was deep. Yeah, it was dark, and I had a spiritual revelation that uh, that March of 2000, and because uh, she gave it back to me in 2017, and I had it like a spiritual. Oh, I forgot something. 
back when I started writing Black Paint in 2015, yeah. I got a new job back into the classroom teaching. Okay. Yeah, and so I was teaching at Northeast and making a difference there. And um, back in 2016 is when I, you know, gave my book to my editor. My editor had it for a year. She gave it back to me in 2017. And that March of 2017, I had like a spiritual revelation. Like, mm. like um, I started looking at everything as one. Start looking at everybody as one, and I'm like, "Well, I can't ignore this. I can't ignore this this mindset. Like, I wanna, I wanna talk about this issue and that issue and this issue, but I see the total picture now. Yeah, you know, I see the bigger picture now, and I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't ignore it, you know. And I started researching it more and more, and I was like, "Ah, oh. like I hate that it was like not that I hate that it was true, but it was one of those where it's like." Like why? Why why did I get this feeling? Why did I get that revelation? You know, so when I got when I got back to because uh, I got this revelation back when I was in San, San Jose, California for this mm-hmm. teacher conference. And when I got back to Oklahoma, I you know, I kinda revised the book. And you know, I lost that job at uh, at Northeast uh because the principal was saying that I uh, turned the whole student body against it. Uh mm. I remember uh, it was during the whole Kaepernick movement. And, uh, oh okay. yeah, so the students, you know, they was getting inspired by Kaepernick, and then I'm teaching them the truth, and uh, they not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning assemblies, and they blaming me for all this. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. okay, I take the blame. So you took the blame, took the falling, you're out. Yeah. So uh, that summer, you know, I'm looking for another job, and I remember like it was like the first of the month was on its way. I said, oh, I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. So I just published the book. You know, I mean, only only proofread it twice, edited, uh, put my edit, uh, editions in there, took some stuff out. I'm like, dang. So it had some errors in there when I published it. Yeah. You know, so but when I published it, life took off again. You know, what I mean, dope poetry was doing even better. Um, you know, what I mean, I was, you know, people were supporting. You know, I, mean, I did a book signing and it it was packed in there. I never yeah. seen nothing like this in my life. That's awesome, man. Like, wow. And you know, I kicked it afterwards, man. That's how that's how you know lo- loving it was, man. And those were all the defining moments in my life in the last couple of years. Other than the black carpet event I did for the premiere of a web series that I was working on, mm-hmm. and now you know, here I'm in a whole new defining moment now, man, with this uh, black film festival coming up. Yeah, man, I'm yeah. nervous. I'm yeah. nervous. I could have got blacklisted for that, man. I should I should have told you that. I should have told you. Yeah, I could have got blacklisted for that. Cause um, I didn't. I, I was unaware that if you throw a film festival, you have to do it at a theater. I didn't know that. Oh. So, so I was just going. You know, I found. A, you know, I was going to have, have it at ice. You know, it was going to show some yeah. films. You know what I'm saying? But you know, this lady, this lady came in. You know, she emailed me. Was like, man, I want to help out with your film festival. What could I do? I said, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, she she asked me all that I had going on. We uh, we met up and. She broke down a lot of stuff that I did not know about, you know, a lot of legal issues, you know, a lot of paperwork. I'm like, next thing you know, it's a 501c3. Next thing you know, we, you know, we, we doing a fundraiser to get it at Harkins Theater. Next thing you know, we became one day event to a three day event. Next thing you know, it's, you know, we got a website. Next thing you know, I'm like, whoa, what? Wow. What is going on? That's what remember I told you about those tabs in my brain. Yep. <laughs> That's I where I'm at right now. Like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yeah, I'm teaching on top of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's but a you lot. have the mindset though. You have the mindset that's gonna take you and you're gonna take a lot of people with you yeah. 
into that next level of greatness, man. Mm, I feel it. Thanks. I mean, you got the support of the students, their parents. You have the support of your friends that you just talked about with all these passports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's holding you back? Man, I don't even... Well, nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. You're exactly right. Speaking of your film festivals, December 14th? December 13th, 13th. 14th, and the 15th. Oh, okay. Yeah, we okay. made it to a three-day festival, man. Here's a little something from my wife and I to oh, help. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate that. you, Talk about that sponsorship, and so... Appreciate this, brother. Appreciate yeah. This is love, brother. Yeah. Appreciate this. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We're going to be crying here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... Uh, you have to make it out to whomever you got to make it out yeah, to. I, didn't know who I got you. Out to, so... But yeah, that's a little uh, sponsorship from my my wife and I, and for that because we may be gone okay. during that time frame. But if we make it back in time, dude, oh, yeah, going out, out the the states. our our annual uh, out of the country trip. Okay, so yeah, go during December. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's right beautiful. before the holidays, right after Thanksgiving, you know, just uh, so just what's this? What's the secret of this marriage thing, man? I'm trying to I'm trying to understand it before I even try to talk to somebody. So secret, I don't. That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe I should use that as a part of an interview. Right? Okay, so hey. <laughs> the question is clear and concise. Commu- I mean, the, the secret, one of my secrets is clear and concise communication, always. Whether you're sp- talking to your wife, you're talking to your students, their parents, wherever it's got to be clear and concise. How are you going to convey that message? And then collaboration. You know, like this whole podcast is a, is a collaboration between her and I. She's a health coach and she's got a full time job. I used to coach boys competitive soccer and I have a full-time job and this podcast was uh, designed at first to like how we're going to challenge ourselves with doing something we've never done. And so at the same time, how can we keep contributing back to society? So why not have a podcast and meet up with people, hear their stories because the stories you have just shared are the stories that your friends, your families, these students are going to hear. And I guarantee it, not just one, but quite a few of them are going to be inspired by what you're doing in your community, which is your community becomes our community. And then when we have this big community of just one, like you said earlier, bro, that's the next level of greatness. You know what I'm saying? So the one of the secrets, clear and concise communication and collaboration, man. It gets you anywhere you want to go. It's like a visa card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that passport. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll take you places, man. Yeah, yeah. 110%. So your defining moments, man, you had some really amazing ones. And what's one thing you, you feel like you've learned from? all Because you talked about graduating from college. Where's the white picket fence? Where's my wife? Where's my kids? Where's this dream job? You know, and you're stuck through all these moments. Mm. So what's something you've learned through all this? Um, I learned that the more I, I I don't care about, you know, the situation, the more I just be like, oh, that's, that's not real. Mm. That's the illusion. Mm. You know, like, it's like, it's like the unknown is really like molding you. Like, like when I believe in the law of polarity, in the okay. law of opposites, you know what yeah. I'm saying? The law of polarity states that nothing can exist without its opposites. You know what I'm saying? The law of opposites states that when you truly want something, you know, you got to experience the opposite of it first. Because mm. so all those defining moments that I went through in my life mm. were things that I've asked for to get me to this next level. Wow. Like, when you said that, you know, like, I got the mindset for the film festival, I really do. And I keep, and I'm like, 
you know, the days I'm thinking like, and I'm not really stressed and worried, you know, because I'm thinking like, dang, for somebody to come in and save my life from getting blacklisted mm. and all, and, and made all this stuff happen in, the, in less than a month. Okay, this this is going to work out. Like, everything's going to be well. Everything's going to yeah. be perfect. Everything's going to be better than good. Mm. You know, we got over 20 submissions. I'm like, oh, shoot. You know, we got a website. I'm, I'm, I got, I got a position in this now. 501c3. I'm like, okay, well, you know, and uh, I only have one mindset towards it now. You know, the lady didn't elevated it now, so it's like I can just sit back and just watch it, watch it grow, watch it build. You know, mm-hmm. watch it bring a pipeline to Oklahoma. You know, people, yeah. and this is and the pipeline is bringing opportunities that I know people out here are not ready for. Yeah. So they're not ready for it. Oh, best believe I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trailblaze that path. Because mm. people weren't writing books until I put up my book out. Ooh. You know, my book is actually a novel, though. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mm. even, I said, I'm, usually people start with poetry books. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I wanted the challenge. I said, I'm going to write a story Man. with 25 plus characters. And they all going to intertwine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, you know, now I'm teaching people how to write books. I yep. do workshops all the That's time, right. man. You know, yeah. like, hey, I could teach you how to do what I do. I can teach a teacher. I love it, man. Yeah. Speaking of books, movies, the life that you're in right now, this season of life, what scene from a movie or chapter from a book best describes your season right now? Mm. 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 All right. This is the first thing that came to my mind. All right. This is the best I got. I don't know if you saw Wolf on Wall Street. Yes. Do you remember the part? Like, but like before he, you know, got his big break, like before he like took off and became like before they created that script, like I'm like I feel like I'm creating the script for that lifestyle that you know you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he he, he he was able to he got groomed and he was able to go off and do his own thing, and now it's like he created a script in which you know he he can able to teach other people. And get everybody, you know, like you said, the bag, you know. Ooh. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm at that part where it's just like I know enough of what I'm doing, and I got like, I got a team of supporters who are willing to like, let's get it. What's up? What we got to do? What we what we got to be? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. here. It's here. So let's 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 do it. I love this man because it's not just you doing this. Yeah. You've got people to buy into your belief, yeah. your mindset, yeah. and your vision. Yeah. What do you think? I think everybody needs help. <laughs> I think uh, no man is an island. And, you know, I'm right? a wise man once told me that no man is an island. And I look at the things I'm doing with the youth. I can't keep doing this by myself. Yeah. I might need help. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to put it out there. Like, you know, a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. Yeah. I was afraid. But now it's like, this is bigger than me. Hey, hey, brother, sister, this is bigger than you. Let's come on. Let's do mm-hmm. Let's do this together. Why not? Yeah. You know? That's exactly right, man. So... You know, a lot of people got, you know, hidden agendas, hidden motives, but, mm. you know, you, when you get in front of those kids, you can't lie to them. They'll no, eat that up. Dude, yeah. They'll eat that up. They'll eat that up. Their brains are decoding you right now. Yeah. As, like, as they're listening, right? Yeah. They won't even listen to you if you, if they feel any 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 ounce of inauthenticity. Ooh, perfect. Any 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 pint of it. Mm. Any drop. Oh, yeah. they No. You're 100% right, man. <laughs> what do you wish people would ask you a couple questions you wish people would ask you um, why I do what I do um I, lo- I love that qu- I love that question I don't get that I don't, I don't get that often but when I do get it 
Oh yeah, it, it, it makes me it makes my energy yeah. jump up. I mean, it brings me alive, you know. Okay. While I do what I do, uh, what's my message? Um, you know, self self love is the key to your salvation. The more you the more you love yourself, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. The better life will show up for you. But you mm -hmm. gotta love yourself. You cannot get out of life without loving yourself. Like, yeah. You cannot escape it. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's what I think. You know, pushes a lot of people to suicide. You know, one, mm -hmm. one way. Is that you know they're taught not to love themselves, so yeah. they feel like they're better off as being not being, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, so I said, uh, uh, "What? Why I do what I do? What's my message?" And uh, another question, you know, is just you know, what's because I like I like talking about relationships, man. Like, yeah. That's my favorite topic. Yeah, you know, and uh, I want to talk about like what you what's your what's your mindset on relationships, which you know, another one. What's my mindset on spirituality? Like mm -hmm. I like talking about the unknown. Yeah, you know what? Why are we here? You know what's the purpose? You know I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe in coincidences. Mm. You know I feel like everything works out for our highest good. You know, yeah. only how it won't work out if you keep going against yourself. Yeah, you know. So I I just love questions, man. I think yeah. I, I'll take a question and turn it bigger than what it is. Nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> let's see how let's see how big you turn this next question. Then. All right. Looking back five years ago. Maybe even longer, and you had a certain belief in something, and it's so strong. Fast forward back to 2019, is that belief still the same and no. strong or not as strong? And why? That belief is weak. Uh, only I, I, I shared a belief, man. I used to be heavily involved in Christianity, heavily. Okay. You know, no, nothing against the religion now, nothing against Christianity, nothing against their Jesus, you know, but I just know that uh, the way it's presented. Is in it's inaccurate and it don't it don't feel right. Even when I was in it, it didn't feel right. You know, I'll go to Bible studies, I'll go to uh, you know church settings, you know, uh, uh, you know, oh panels. You know, no matter where I'm asking questions like, why is this thing? Why is this thing? You know, mm -hmm. people didn't want to step outside the box. People didn't want to think about you know like the stuff that I was asking. My thing is like, how come the people? How come your congregation is struggling, but your, but your pastor is walking around here in this belly? You know, like y'all don't want to talk about that. All right, what are we having in church for? Well, mm. how come you don't want to talk about molestation or these kids in Oklahoma who are far behind in the educational system? But you want to come here every all throughout? Because I was in church for like four years, bro. Yeah. All throughout these four years, I'm I'm hearing the same scriptures, the same things, the same stories. I'm like, y'all not tired of this? Mm. You know, hey, hey, your Christ just wasn't a. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't just here to tell you you're going to go to hell if you don't follow these commandments. He was trying to tell you, like, who you are. He was trying to teach you how to love yourself. Yeah. He was trying to bring his people together. He wasn't just, you know, he was a radical. You know, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible where he was going in there flipping over tables. That means, all right, he was, Christ probably was peaceful. But if you're going around flipping over tables, I don't, you can't be peaceful flipping over tables. Oh, loves you. Nah, what the heck is this? Like, mm. you over here making a mockery out of God. Like. You know what I mean? Over here taxing, you know, and selling God. Yeah. And that stuff still goes on today. Yeah. But nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Especially the church. This is God's money. Well, what does God need with money? Mm -hmm. Nobody wanna talk about that. That's why I was like, that's why I got out of it. I said, you know what? I'm not you're not gonna brainwash me into doing this for twenty plus years. It's a brainwashing. No, it's not it's not a spirituality, it's a brainwashing. So like I respect I respect it if it's if it's changing lives. Yeah. You know, I, I love I love that 
that aspect of it because if it, if it helps you find God and helps you find you and help you love life even more, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But all but the the what goes on behind closed doors, oh yeah, I'm gonna speak on. It. Yeah, no, every I, time. I I I think that's fair. Yeah, you know, which is so. what you see why your beliefs are the way they are. Mm. They don't hold that against you at all, man. Yeah, but that was a good question though. Yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> What's the where are three people where if we didn't have social media? Who are three people you would want to talk to or meet in person when you needed to? When I needed to, mm-hmm. um, man, I really don't even have three to, to give you. Yeah, because I know in those times we're like, because you know when you when you going through it, you know solitude and uh, silence and you know aloneness, you know that that's the classroom mm. for you to learn. Like you gotta learn. Like Ooh. you gotta reflect. You gotta like see yourself. And if you're afraid to see yourself, you'll never love yourself. You'll never be honest with yourself. And I really had to see myself or like, you know, like, well, you're not who you who you thought you was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you're better than this, but since you since you're still on this level, all right, well, you either gonna grow or you're gonna you're gonna be stagnant. And my spirit didn't want me to be stagnant. My spirit was pulling me. You know, mm-hmm. that's gotta do with destiny, that gotta do with purpose. Like when you wake up in the morning, you know you're supposed to be doing more than what you're doing. When you feel it, you know, it's, it, it it haunts you, you know, like, you know, and my demons won't even let me go back to being, you know, like how we used to be. Like, nah, like you see stuff now, you see it now. Ooh. So why go back? Man. You know, so I don't know. I just take the positive out of everything. Man. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah. I feel like you read people pretty well. I feel like you can read someone's energy. What did it, what was your initial thought when I first reached out to you on Instagram? I'm curious. Um, a lot of people. All right, I'm, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question, and then you know, I give you the example first, and then I'm gonna, you know, yeah, for sure. But a lot of people, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, when they first first meet me, they look at me like, like, like I'm some type of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how people look at me, but it's like the way, the way I come off. Like I mean, all right. For example, I remember I was I went had a speaking engagement. Um, uh, I was well. First time I did my book writing workshop. The first time I did my book writing workshop, this old white man came in there, and he was looking like, um, like who's who's the speaker? Like, because I'm in there with the hat backers. I'm in uh-huh. there with the, with the big t-shirt, pants sagging. And he's like looking around, like who's going to be speaking? I walk around with the microphone, like we're going to get started here in the next ten minutes. <laughs> and he's looking around. <laughs> and then after the workshop, he comes to me and said, "Man, can I be honest with you?" I said, "Of course. I I love honesty. Let's mm-hmm. go there." He said, "Um, when I first came in here, I said, what, what, what is this? What is this young black man going to teach me about writing a book?'" Then he was like, "But." This is what the best book writing workshop I've ever been. Mm. So it's like, and so after that, <clears throat> I, I started looking at like how people look at me when I first, before I get on the mic, before I talk. Yeah. I can I can tell they're looking at me like, like, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so when you first reached out to me, I'm thinking like, uh-huh, he, you know, he, he. This is before I got to speak. This is before anything. So I'm like, okay, he. uh he felt something. He got. He got, he, mm-hmm. he saw something else than what other people saw. So that's when my initial 
uh, reaction when you first reached out to me. I'm like, then when you came to ICE, I was like, okay, he's he he. This is a brother right here. <laughs> <laughs> he he has a spirit. He has a soul. You know, a lot of people don't have a soul, man. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you have one. You 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 uh you're not afraid. Yeah. You're fearless. Yeah. You're audacious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we need people like that in order to like, the, the overall picture need people like you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For you to call this podcast defining moments. Like, okay. He's he's he, he, he's teaching, he's teaching his audiences, he's teaching his listeners, he's teaching people mm. how to overcome, you know, their defining moments, how to how to grow, how to build, how to network, how to do whatever it is they want to do. And I think that's powerful, man. And I, that's why I really appreciate you for put bringing me alone because the name itself is an energy. Mm. I believe in energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, words man. are impeccable. You know, I'm a poet. So yeah, yeah, words, exactly. words, you're defining moments. And, you know, the question you asked me about the defining moments was, was the genius. I said, okay, <laughs> okay, you're ahead of your time. You know what I mean? I did a lot of podcasts, but I did yeah. a lot of podcasts. Yeah. That that right there in the self is like, and it don't feel scripted. You oh, know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that came out of your heart. So, yeah, brother. Yeah, man, we don't do scripted podcasts. <laughs> you know, we may have questions I want to ask. And oh, if yeah, it doesn't, sure. If we don't ask them, we don't ask them. It yeah. depends on the flow like we talked about earlier. Because yeah. the genuineness, the energy... One of the words that you said is one of my favorites are the authenticity mm. of any event, any moment that you're in with in the classroom, friends is the most powerful. Mm. And if you become inauthentic, easy to read, mm. and you'll probably be marked off the list. You know, I, I had a conversation with a friend. We were, I was telling her, like, like, you can tell when somebody's not being themselves when they're on the microphone. Because mm. it's like your voice has a natural rhythm, has its own little beat to it. You know, when, when you're off beat. When you get off rhythm, uh, your line or something is off, or your your, your frequency is, or your energy, something is off right now. Yeah, you know, and that's what I kind of look, listen for. That's what I kind of look for, you know. Uh, and I think that's just you know my mind, how my mind works. You know, when you tell me something, my mind automatically wraps around it like three thirty times before I even come up with an opinion. Like whoa, mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, you know, like. I try to see it from their perspectives, you know, and I think that's I think that's one of my gifts because like as soon as somebody tell me something, I try to picture myself in their shoes and see how how would I feel, how would I react before I even. That's why I don't judge, mm. you know, because or well, I try not to because um, you know my mind the way my mind works is like I go straight there with them, you know. Yeah. What I mean? It's like it's like all right, that's that's how I gotta reach people. I gotta I gotta walk in your shoes. I gotta feel what you how you how you feel. Yeah. I love that, man. You know what man. I'm saying? So I'm not afraid to have that conversation with people. I like it. Yeah. You talk about putting yourself in my shoes mm -hmm. or someone's shoes. You're in the moment with me today. Yeah. You're not going to fit into my shoes because yeah, they're they, they too clean for me. I don't me, know about man. that. <laughs> but we're going to put you in this chair. Yeah. If you were interviewing yourself, yeah. what's a question you would ask? I would ask, um, where do you see yourself in, 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 you know, in the years to come? Like, what's your vision? Like, what is all? What is all this for? Mm. You know, what's the overall goal? You know, and I ask myself that because it's like you know, I could a lot of times we fall in love with the things that we do. You know, and um, you know, I feel like there's always a, a means to an end. Yeah. You know, and I always believe that you know you got to elevate. You know, that's one thing about change. Change is the only thing that's constant. So like, what are you, you know, what are you changing into? Where do you want to go? You know, because this is this is this is just a step. Everything is just another stepping stone. Yeah. You know, so 
where you see yourself in years to come. Why? Love it. You know, so. So let me ask you this question then. Go ahead. In the next five to ten years, what's something you think you would regret if you didn't do it? Ooh, if I don't do it right now, huh? All right. And uh, because I believe in, like, you know, procreation, I believe that we have to pass on our genes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially with energy like ours and yeah. how we are, you know what I mean? Our, our, our makeup, our mindsets, I feel like those these are, like, messages that we pass on to our, our off-breeds, you know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, I mean, our offspring. I said off-breeds. <laughs> <laughs> our offspring. So, I, you know, for them to carry on the messages, for yeah. them to carry on these defining moments, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I look at it as... um. You know, in the years to come, I, I just, I, I want to make sure I don't regret not, you know, meeting someone and not having a family because, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense for me not to pass this on. Yeah. You know, like. 100%. Like, I was watching uh, this documentary and, and, and uh, KRS-One was saying, like, you know, get, like, get your family, like, take care of your family, like, pass on the knowledge and the, teach your kids how to read, you know, give your attention to your family. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. keep, do what you do. You know, do what you do, but make sure your family is the, you know, the important, most important in your life. Yeah. You know, and that makes sense to me because, like, without family, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, I was, I'm, you know, I was uh, grateful enough and blessed enough to, you know, to have both parents in my life. You know, what I'm saying yeah. a little brother and a little sister, and I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, to have that out of Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, of all places, growing up in, you know, in in, in South Central and in, in Nickerson Gardens, like. Yeah. You know, knowing that I had both parents was like, it was it was a balance for me. So, you know, even though I didn't, you know, that's why relationships is my number one, you know, well, not number one, but one one of my favorite things to write about because, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm st- I struggle with it and I'm still trying to learn. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about family, you think of like being with someone for like, you know, to, you know, hey, I chose you for us to raise these kids together like yeah. we gotta build we gotta grow we gotta understand each other communication yeah effective communication you know so concise communication yeah. that's what you said yeah so it you know i'm that's where i'm at like just i i don't want to go into this next season in my life these next seasons in my life yeah uh without without building with someone i love it and man. finding that balance yeah yeah you talking about krs one i grew up Listening to KRS One, man. I mean, the, the, the you're talking about the hip hop artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, there, good. Just making sure we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> we there, brother. We there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the messages are always really yeah. good, man. I enjoy. It. And you talked about your sister, but she's actually in studio today, and yeah, it's yeah. her birthday. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna celebrate her birthday with a gift. <laughs> So a little clicking you hear in the background? Oh. That's her. I'm sorry. Okay. Is I'm good? Oh, you're yeah. good, man. Welcome to Oklahoma. Thank you. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. And then this is yours, my Thank brother. Thank you so much, Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't wait to get it. We can do, we still going to take the picture, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And sure, I wore man. my black Adidas just for these. <laughs> just because I knew the shirt was going to be black. <laughs> I saw it on the social media. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came prepared. Yeah. Well, Came I want to be prepared. cognizant of your time because I know you got a full load today, but I got just a couple more questions. Go there. What are you most proud of mm. so far? Mm. I'm most proud of like what I have done with my life unconsciously. 
Mm. Like, mm. I don't know how I really got to this level. You know what I'm saying? I just you know I just know that when I invaded the poetry scene, um, I was very consistent. You know, with events, with practicing. You know, I said, you know, I don't know what why I'm doing this. You know, the hours of hours of practices. I was like, I don't know why I'm learning these poems. I, I got like 30 poems in my brain right now. You know, I don't mm. know why. I don't know why people relate to me. I don't know why people gravitate to me. I don't know why things are like this, but I gotta do something with it. You oh, know, man. so so I think I did ask your question. I love it, man. <laughs> Key word in there, consistency. Mm. My wife, that's her word this year, is consistency. It's just be consistent in your habits, yourself, do you. Yeah. Because if you don't do you, you ain't gonna do take care of nobody else. Yes. And so what I'm hearing is, man, you're proud of yourself. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for Thank you, acknowledging that. Thank you. You gotta be proud of yourself, yeah. man. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Wow. I got here unconsciously <sighs> though. Just I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't mm. know I didn't know I was trailblazing the path. Yeah. You know what I mean? For people to follow. And I was just like, I look back, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What? Why is everybody doing this now? I oh oh, oh mm. that's what I, that's what's been going on. So you think it's innate? I think so. I think so. If innate yeah. means that if it's just destiny and faithful or what is innate? Born with. Whoa. You're oh. born to lead, born to do something and you don't you're just not manufactured. Yeah. It's, it's not natural. something that you learned. Yeah. It's just hey man. Because Andy I, Crawford Jr. Yeah, when I tell you, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Like, it's always been me saying, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Just because. And then opportunities emerge and then situations come. And, and I mean some part. I'm, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Whoa. Love it, man. Like, and that's how powerful we are. I, I wish people understood this, you know. I wish, you know, if it's, if you, well, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get all this out. I wish people understood this, though. I wish people understood that, you know, if you could think of something and you say, you know what, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And you do two little steps. You're looking at your life being changed for the, forever. 100%, man. You know, so. 100%. And, that, and, you know, going back to the Wolf on Wall Street, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Like, I got the script. I got the blueprint. I'm about to get it out there. Like, nice, it's man. here. It's here. Like, it's time. This is my defining moment now. Like, I love it. Every moment is about to be a defining moment, brother. Oh, man. We're going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% behind you. Yeah, man. thank you. I just, when, when I first reached out to you, to when we first met at the Ice Event Center, and then to the current day, dude, this, I love it. I, I got you. And let me man. correct you, too, brother. You're not behind me on the side of me. Like we need that. leaders, brother. Like, we need people on the front. We need to be coming in like this <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, the, the the people who's behind the curtain, people who actually runs this society, like they don't want to see us together. Mm. You know, and that goes back to the bigger picture, like me seeing myself and everything and in everyone. I said, whoa, wait a minute, that's me, that's me too. Yeah, you know. So when when did this when did this separation, this divide started coming into humanity? Because yeah. it messed up humanity. Yeah, and I'm here to I'm here to glue it back together. I love it. Man. I'm gonna need some gorilla glue for this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're locked and loaded with positive optimism yeah. to tackle life. Yeah, you gotta have some some type of positivity. Oh man, <laughs> now do we all struggle, bro? What? We got that struggle bus. Yeah. I mean, there's times I honestly am not as positive sometimes. 
throughout my day. Mm. And so that's where my wife comes into play. It's where my parents come to play, my colleagues, my friends yeah, yeah. through Twitter. You yeah. know, I see your tweets. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> We can sit there and tweet all night. Yeah, all day, and there's yeah, been a couple times where we actually we tweet back and forth. <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I gotta go to bed, man." <laughs> You're like, "Hey, hold on, I don't go to bed till 12. <laughs> yeah, it's still early. The night is still young. Oh man, how do you want to be remembered? Man, um, I want to remember it in people's hearts. You know what I mean? People they ain't gonna remember what you said. Mm. They ain't gonna remember what you know what you did. They gonna remember how you how you made them feel though. So if I if I could be crafted in people's hearts, if I could be, um, you know, people just when they hear my name, like when I'm gone, like they'd be like, whoa, like, yeah. like that he, that guy was, you I know, love it. everything, like you know, so yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent, dude. You know what I'm saying? How do people get in touch with you? Don't need your cell number, but like maybe uh, email, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. They can uh, email me at Al Crawford. Junior two at uh, gmail dot com. Once again, that's A L Crawford uh, J R the number two at gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram um, at Anthony underscore Crawford J R. Uh, once again, that's at Anthony underscore Crawford J R. You can also follow me on Twitter at A underscore Crawford J R. That's A underscore Crawford J R. Um, Facebook, I'm on everything. Just uh, Anthony What's Crawford. What's your Facebook? Anthony Facebook Crawford. is Anthony Crawford Jr. Okay. Um, you can you can follow the fan page as well. Uh, yeah. I love it, man. Last question for you. Looking at the camera, Anthony Crawford Jr. Do you approve this podcast? I do. My I approve. <laughs> I approve. I, <laughs> I, love I, it, I don't man. know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> you can say my name is Anthony Crawford Jr. and I approve this podcast. My name is Anthony Crawford Jr. and I approve this dope podcast. Man, my name is Wong Lamp and I definitely approve this dope podcast because of this dope guest. Thank my you, brother. Man. Hey, I appreciate this, oh, brother. Man. This is awesome, man. I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was good. Ah. <laughs> I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.